This episode of The Jake is dedicated to two of my very best friends. Thomas Scotto, my best friend my entire life, and his beautiful bride, Megan Scotto. Uh, guys, I was so happy to be part of your wedding as it was such a special day, and I'm so happy for you both. This episode is all for you guys. Welcome back to the Jake Podcast. This is a very special episode, episode 30 of the Jake. Last week we had the special double episode leading up to the wedding. This week we recap the Scotto wedding. Hashtag Scotto hit the lotto. My friend Thomas Scotto, been my neighbor my entire life. And his bride, Megan Gormley, now Megan Scotto who went to Catholic with me, great girl, great couple, and guys, the wedding was amazing. A lot of my fans, you were at the wedding. You saw a really great weekend overall, but uh, and then you're going to hear from a couple of the very integral pieces of that wedding weekend. First of all, you know, there was an MVP race. We'll get into that a little bit later. Thomas wanted a all of his groomsmen to be competing to see who would have the best time, who would show up the most. Uh, I think I did a pretty good job. I think I uh, I let my personality speak for itself. There was a tight race between Derek Craig and I, and we'll get back into that later when we have Derek on the podcast. But uh, for now, we'll just go over the whole the whole rundown. So, uh, and if you weren't there and and you still want to listen, this is this is a great episode. This is how you do a wedding. So. So you got to check this one out. Uh, even if you're, you know, here for maybe other reasons, this is still going to be a great episode to listen to. So, so you know, the wedding, the whole wedding weekend was great. You had the rehearsal dinner on Friday night at the um, the Essex and Sussex in Spring Lake. That was a big thing for me. Is everything was in Spring Lake. You know, this didn't have to be down here. Uh, Meg is from Ridgewood, or uh, not Ridgewood. She's from Wyckoff, and uh, a lot of this could have been up north where. Meg and Tom live now, but I think the appeal of St. Catherine's Church, which is just an absolutely beautiful place, and maybe the golf club connection, 
may have uh, might have actually done the trick. So, you know, instead of having to travel up north, you know, the Scotto family and that side of the wedding, you know, they're they're basically the visitors playing on the home field. So, really did appreciate that aspect because I think uh, that was really helpful for me, at least going into the whole weekend, being able to enjoy it in my own backyard. Everything was on Warren Avenue, you know. Uh, it started at the Essex and Sussex. You take that down to the Mass was at St. Catharines, which was absolutely beautiful. The church is, uh, it, it, every, if you've ever been there, it's a very beautiful church. But also the bagpipes, the band that was playing, and even the priest, it had such an authentic Irish feel to it. And I really did love that. I thought it was uh, one of the highlights of the whole wedding was just the Mass itself. I had never enjoyed a wedding mass like I did and I've been I, I've been to a lot of weddings uh, some of my very good friends you know college roommate uh, high school buddy lots of family members I've seen a lot of weddings and and uh, this mass you know maybe it was because I was a groomsman I felt very close to the couple and I felt important and uh, included I think that was obviously a big factor but you know it was just during that mass, I never, never really, never really thought to look around. Never thought to, you know, kind of was like bored or anything like that. I was just excited for my friends, and uh, and in that church, you know, uh, it was it was great. Father O'Reilly was what did an excellent job of keeping it light. He made a couple jokes. His Irish accent does really uh, kick it off big time. I know uh, there are a couple Irish family members uh, in the Gormleys that were able to come in. Hopefully they appreciated the, you know, that too. You know, the bagpipes was awesome, and then the band. I I don't even know how to, kind of like put what the band was playing, but they had, it just had like a very Irish feel to it. So maybe someone can uh, help me out with that later. But, but yeah, it was a the mass itself was great. The only thing was a little after that it was a tad chilly, and uh, all the pictures that the girls had to take when their dresses were outside and probably wasn't the best day for that but you know what um it, it was one of the only things that you kind of wish you could have changed uh, everything else went really well the pictures themselves i'm sure are going to come out really nicely uh i had to suck in the gut the whole time but i think i look pretty snazzy in a tux i'm not gonna lie haven't worn one since i was about six years old for my uncle jeff's wedding when i was the ring bearer so this was kind of a uh, you know a big deal like you know checking out jake in a tux and I think it went well. I think uh, had a lot of fun with that. Um, was worried going in whether or not this tux would fit. Uh, I had it mailed in, and there was a lot of problems going back and forth with uh, built more tuxedos. But at the end of the day, they get sent me a great tux that fit, and uh, you know all that stress for I guess nothing. So, uh, but the pictures, looking forward to those coming out. You know, not only is, did Mr. Scotto take a ton, but they had these great photographers, a great videographer. Uh, one of the things about the photographer was he let us on a little insight on, uh, you know, he appreciated Mr. Scotto and that he wasn't just an amateur like he's used to. He actually kind of knows what he's doing and he appreciates how much work goes into photography because Mr. Scotto, God knows, I mean, how many pictures he's taken and how much time he spent with uh, a camera. But the one thing the photographer, and I, I forget his name and I apologize, but he uh, he called him Uncle Bob, called Mr. Scott Uncle Bob. And we're like, what? Well, what is that? What's what's that whole reference to? He said, oh well, 
and Uncle Bob is the guy who uh, thinks he's the professional but won't leave it to the professionals. He uh, wants to jump in the way and always gets in the way and is saying, oh, look over here, look at, look at Uncle Bob, and it's always oh, Uncle Bob on the job. So I uh, took a couple couple shots at Mr. Scotto, you know, calling him Uncle Bob. I think uh, might have hurt his self-esteem a little bit when we are in the picture-making process, but uh, I think overall went really well because this was a hand pick from Mr. Scott. He was a big fan of this guy. So uh, the pictures were, were so much fun, you know, jumping on the trolley in between uh, the mass and the, and the uh, reception. It was a great group of people to be on the trolley with. You know, Meg's parents are really great, great great two people her brothers are great guys too got to get to know them a little bit more and uh and and that was fun and then of course you know some of my best friends growing up the scotto brothers mike john and tom uh we had chris heine who's one of my really good friends and Derek craig one of the, you know my oldest friends you know this these were uh, it was a group of great guys to be a part of and then getting to know these bridesmaids they're all really nice people everyone was you know just just in a great mood the whole time and and maybe this is more of the case and I'm I'm not understanding that like that this isn't a unique situation but it was really great to be a part of this it was such a great group of people and uh, you know really really felt special to be part of it and obviously Mr. and Mrs. Scotto uh, you know were, were a big part of that too and they've been like basically like a second set of parents to me because they've been my neighbors my entire life so uh, a really great time with everyone in, in that regards and when we made it over there the food was amazing everything was so much fun at the golf club we get in and we're rolling like rock stars so much fun uh that i didn't actually get to eat everything too i was really bummed because i like everything i tasted was great and everyone said everything was so good but you know i was kind of nervous of getting stuff on my clothes before i hit the dance floor i really wanted to protect the tucks and show off a bit so I was uh, I was a little a little like uh, you know just hesitant to to get all out for the wedding, but it was it was still really great. And then okay, so the dance floor comes up. Now everyone makes their special entrance, right? You know you have the uh, the couple goes in last, obviously, but you have the parents leading off, and they get their own special moment to go out there. And then the bridal party, everyone's paired up now. Thomas paired up his sister KK and I, and look, I don't want to pat myself too hard on the back, but I'm not going to ignore the fact that KK and I are both two of the better personalities you're ever going to meet. Uh, I know that's like not so subtle, humble brag, but you know, KK is a really funny person, really eccentric, outgoing personality, and she's been my neighbor her entire life. Now she lives in California, but you know, still the Scotto family. You know, we've known them forever. And then, you know, myself, I, you know, I, without giving myself too much credit, uh, let's just say a lot of people had high expectations for me when they see me. So uh, when people saw KK and I leaving the church together, arm in arm, I think we saw a lot of smiles on the St. Catherine side uh, or the, uh, the Spring Lake side of things because they were, uh, you know, everyone knows us. Let's just put it that way. Everybody knows us. But it was great. We uh, KK and I set up ahead of time a little dance routine that we're gonna do going out onto the dance floor. And let me just say, it killed. Uh, I'm not even gonna sugarcoat. It's uh, it was it was a great moment. And everybody knowing we we're gonna set the bar, I think that uh, brought out the competitive juices. And that's why Derek and Melissa had a great entrance. 
Uh, Michael and Kat had a really great entrance. John and uh, Roe, they had they did a little Irish jig. So I, I think that kind of you know got the game going, got everyone kind of on the floor and really excited. And we led into the speeches. Uh, the two maid of honors, uh, who I've met previously, but got to know better this weekend, they did such a great job. You know, they kind of evened out the you know funny side of it, and also getting deeper. Uh, you know, one was a little more personal, one was a little more light, and uh, I think they had a really great balance. And it was, uh, you know, what I'm, I'm thinking of of all the maid of honor speeches I've heard. And I've heard some, I've heard some good ones, but that is right up there with definitely. I'm going to say top two. I mean, it was it was a really great combined speech between the two of them. So shout out to Lauren and Kat, who did a really great job uh, talking about Meg and Thomas. They, I, I'm, I'm glad they gave Tom a good shout out in there. And, and it made up, made me laugh. So And I and I don't I barely knew them. So it was a great job. And that led into the best men's speech. You know, t- uh, Tom went with both his brother Michael and our good friend Chris growing up. And, uh, and... I could tell both of them were a little nervous. They rehearsed it a lot. Uh, Chris had a little added pressure because Tom read his speech three weeks ago at Chris's wedding. So he had known that Tom did a really good speech from a few weeks prior. Knowing that, Chris was like, all right, I got to I gotta one-up him. I can't, you know, I, 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 I got to do this. And he led off with a great joke saying that Tom did his speech three weeks ago and that he was kind of hoping or that Tom, he knew that Tom was hoping he would mess up so Tom could be better. And that really got a good laugh out of everybody. And, and cause everyone's like, yeah, that's something Tom would hope for. He was like, yeah, Chris, you got to mess up so I can have the better speech. So I think after that, Chris really settled in and, and felt comfortable getting a good laugh right early on, early on in the, uh, in the speech. And then Michael brought it home with getting really personal, gave him a gift with a bunch of pictures and just saying, you know, I love you. I've, I've always been there for you, and I always will be. And and I think the balance between the two speeches, it was really great. And uh, I'm, I'm really proud of both of them for delivering on that because that's something I was like, hey, listen, you know, you put Jake on the stand, I will, I will speech the hell out of this place. I will give you, you know, one to remember. Uh, and I've been a reader in the wedding, which I also got to give a major shout out to Mrs. Heine, who was a great reader in this wedding. Uh, she was a little hard on herself, but I think uh, she did a great job delivering the message. She even thought so importantly of the prayer of the faithful that she even repeated one of the lines to all of us, hoping like, listen, I got to get this message to you. And you know what? No one noticed that she repeated it, but they felt it that much more. So Mrs. Heine... Big shout out, great job reading. All the readers in the mass were excellent, but you know, me knowing Mrs. Heine for such a long time, you know, Robbie Knapp did a great job. Uh, Meg's cousin Sam did an excellent job, and they gave him and like an even longer version of it. So there were some you know wild cards going up reading today, and uh, and and Miss Heine, great job. Thank you for being a loyal listener too. But uh, yeah, so right from the get go. The Mr. Scotto at the rehearsal dinner, the mass, those best man speeches, the, the maid of honor speeches, and then finishing up with Mr. Gormley, who I got to know a, a much better this weekend from in, from the past, and he did a great job with his uh, father, the bride speech, and he did a great job uh, hosting a party. I mean, it's not easy to host party on enemy territory. He goes into the Scotto backyard, runs the show, and, and you know he and Mrs. Gormley and, and Meg do a hell of a job setting up a wedding and 
you know, had to had to make Big Mike take a step back and be like, all right, I'm a visitor on my home floor. So I really appreciate all the uh, all the free booze as well from Mr. G. I told him over a year ago at the engagement party, I said, hey, thanks in advance for all the free booze. And, uh, well, I thank you again. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so great speeches overall. And right when the speeches were over, we were on the dance floor. I mean, and no one was ever off the dance floor outside of a couple slow dances, which, uh, hey, I'm still on the floor for the slow dances. I mean, I'm, I'm anytime Jersey Girl plays, I will find a Jersey Girl in the crowd, have a nice dance. You know, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Anytime there's another slow song, I'm, I'm, I'm out there. You, you got to be on the floor. And there was, the floor was always packed. You know, there was, it, it, right from the get-go, right from when Mr. Gormley stepped off the stage, he looked over, and all of a sudden, Mike is bringing, Mike Scotto Jr. is bringing people onto the floor. All of his buddies were out there real quick, and you never had a chance to breathe. And Pat Roddy did a great job. And we're going to talk about Pat Roddy's song choices, uh, you know, with with my interviews. But let's just say my intro song to today's episode, Trapped, yeah, that was played. And Tom? Appreciate you putting it on the list because some people they wouldn't have the balls to put trapped on their list of of wedding songs, right? Even Pat thought it was crazy. You know, Pat Roddy when you told him, "Oh, trapped at a wedding." Oh, that sounds like a good idea. Sarcastically, and you're thinking, "Oh, maybe he's right," but you stuck with your guns. You knew that my suggestion was good, and you know what? It nailed it. Freaking nailed it because the whole time that song was on. A, people were looking for me, which, I mean, anytime people are looking for me, I, I, I will relish in that moment. So I took a long walk onto the floor during that long trapped intro that you hear. So uh, really excited that that went my way. And then everyone just enjoyed teasing you about, hey, Tom, you're trapped. Oh, yeah, like you are trapped. And I thought that was great. You even got lifted into the air. Uh, I believe it was Moses and Elliot that picked you up. You were picked up a couple times throughout the night. Uh, thought that was a little too early, but during Trapped, it was the perfect moment to be doing that. And I don't think Meg was even on the floor, so it was a great time to kind of just stick at the top there. Maybe maybe started a tradition of my own here. Maybe at the Jaker's wedding, uh, we're going to have Trapped play a couple times because that's definitely on the list of I mean, my top five favorite song of all time. Trapped is probably like number three. So so glad that Pat Roddy played that. And Pat, you know, I'm still waiting on an intro song, man. We got to work. You know, we got to put together a good song. Maybe we'll incorporate a little Trapped lyrics to it. Maybe uh, maybe you got some ideas. But Pat Roddy, did, Pat Roddy Band was awesome. They're, I mean, you know what you're getting with them because you've seen them so many times. But they just deliver on all the songs you want to hear. If you like Bruce, you're going to love it. And uh, and his his whole band they, they did a great job from start to finish. Um, they ended with twist and shout and shout and and that was so much fun. Those those are classic wedding songs. He played all the big hits, and uh, I, I hey you gotta have a good band right. If you're gonna have a band, you gotta have a good band. And this one was good. You know Chris Heine had a great band a couple weeks ago, and we we didn't hear them before. Groove was awesome. Pat Roddy Band were like, all right, the bar set high, and you delivered, dude. You had a, you guys had a great show. You know, so, you know, but it's not always about just the band. I mean, the band will change things, right? If you have a bad one, it kind of sets a real bummer. Another thing is the food. And boy, cocktail hour hors d'oeuvres were out of sight. I wish I had more. They had like little tiny meatballs, 
They had a little charcuterie board. They had even tomato soup and grilled cheese. They're killing it. And then the meal itself was delicious. But the biggest thing about the meal was, you know, Tom isn't really a big fan of fancy food, right? You know, he's a simple guy. He doesn't need a lot of things. And even when they're picking out the food, he, part of my French, quoted, you know, I don't need any of this shit. Uh, I'll be fine with just a Wendy's bacon cheeseburger. And I think Jackie over at uh, at the golf club took a took a special notice of that. You know, kind of maybe not a little offense, but like, a, mm, okay, if you uh, you want that so badly, why don't we just do that? Didn't tell him. And then when it came time to delivering the dinner, guess who had a bacon cheeseburger, fries, and a frosty right on Tom's table? He had his Wendy's. Thought it was a ploy by the best man, Chris Heine, who is a avid Wendy fan. But no, this was all Jackie. So props to Jackie with a, a bit of a, a snarky move, but it was, I think it was all out of love. And it was a really funny moment at the to be at table one and see Tom eating a Wendy's cheeseburger, split it with Chris, and then uh, and, and that was that was a good time. Yeah, because the whole time, you know, you're you're thinking, okay, filet mignon, right? A little uh, swordfish, whipped mashed potatoes, and a frosty. What's not to love? And then afterwards, you know, this this was one of my my biggest regret is not trying the desserts. They had all these assorted cookies and this delicious cake that I never got to try because I was spending too much time on the dance floor. Well, does that exist? Does too much time on the dance floor even count? I, I don't I don't think there's such a thing because you know I rip it up on the dance floor and I sweat. I know I sweat, and I keep my jacket on longer than most, and people wonder, why do you do that? I'm like, well, when you take off your jacket early, you can already see the sweat coming through. If you wait long enough, everyone else is sweaty. Then when they see your sweat, you're just part of the normal. And your sweat kind of takes over your whole shirt, so you don't see it in blotches. You just see it in the hole. I know it's kind of gross to think about it like that, but as a guy who like sweats for a living, take from me, I, I go about it the right way. Everybody's got their own method. Mine is sweat, 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 sweat. Don't let them see it. They're all sweating. Good. Show off. So yeah, so all that sweating and all that dancing led to a bunch of desserts just sitting on table one. And my man, Derek Craig, I think he put away four pieces of cake. And, you know, the guy's a savage, so what can you expect? But never got to try the wedding cake. And apparently this vanilla with... Uh, the uh, cookies and cream icing on top was uh, was to die for, so I'll maybe find a way to sneak a little taste of the next time. But that was something, and uh, you know the the whole the whole food that was great. We even went to the after party. The tap house had pizzas there, just waiting for us. I I, I gotta imagine that was Mr. Scotto or Mr. Gormley ordered a bunch of pizzas when we got the special like area or maybe you know what maybe it's just a little deal like you you scratch my back by bringing all these people to the bar and we'll give you some pizzas so i wouldn't be surprised if the tap house spring lake tap house gave us a great deal like that they uh often give out really good deals so wouldn't mind going back there for any parties whatsoever they're always a lot of fun and uh but before we even made there the after the band portion of the day of the uh reception was something else too they had serving trays of cheesesteaks, mini cheeseburgers, french fries. It was unbelievable. Like they like it was like a non-stop eating and drinking factory. All the non-stop drinking. That's another thing. 
you know, you gotta have booze at a wedding, and uh, whether you drink or not, there's gonna be some drinkers there. I, uh, I may have dabbled a bit. I had plenty of Bud Lights throughout the day, and uh, I never miss a glass of champagne, so I had a couple of those too. And considering how much we didn't eat during the day, I think it got to me a little bit. Especially when I ordered the Jack and Ginger from the bar, and the uh, waiter says, you ordered a Jameson and Ginger, right? And I was like, eh, close enough. And uh, little did Wedding Jake know that Sunday morning Jake really doesn't like Jameson. He's dealing with a pretty tough hangover on Sunday after those Jameson and Gingers. But you know what? I couldn't back down. When he handed it to me, I was like, ah. And I was looking at Roe, Matt Gormley's wife. Matt is Meg's older brother. And Roe is straight out of Ireland. And she was like, oh, a bit of the Irish whiskey. Are there? And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan. I don't want to back down. I know this girl can put away some Jameson. So I was like, and she was just having it straight up. So I was like, oh, okay, all right. I'm not, I'm not going to back away from it. Jameson and ginger ale, like this is going to be fine. It tasted good. And then, you know, 12 hours later, I remembered, oh, that's why I don't drink that. Gotcha. Okay, good to know. <laughs> or maybe I just need to hydrate and eat food too. Maybe that'll help, Jake. So yeah. Uh, pretty good on the alcohol front too. I mean, hard time finding any, any, any losses here. You know, it was a little cold, but what are you going to do? I felt bad for the uh, bridesmaids having to shiver while we're taking pictures. I uh, gave, we gave our jackets away and for a little bit, but then, you know, you can't be wearing the jackets in the pictures if you're, you know, got this beautiful dress on. So the bridesmaids who all looked beautiful and did a really great job out there and are great people together. Uh, I commend them for toughing out the cold while, you know, Derek and I were just chilling on the trolley, which had its own fireplace. <laughs> uh, it was it was a great weekend with them. That was that was a lot of fun. So, but you can't control the weather. Uh, it was a nice day. It was just a little chilly, and I'd rather it be chilly because I just find ways to sweat. I don't need the heat to just make it easy for them. <laughs> After the tap house was done, which, by the way. What, what better way to follow up Pat Roddy Band at the golf club than seeing Undisputed at the Tap House? I mean, come on, right? Like, that's that's the way to go. That's, everyone loves Dispute, Undisputed from uh, Parker House Summers. So it was great seeing them. They were awesome. I was probably really drunk when I tried talking to them, but whatever. And then we even made it back to the after-after-after party at the Scottos, which I got to say, I know it wasn't really... I wasn't invited to stay over, but I appreciate the Scottos letting me crash. Yeah, after all that wedding weekend, I ended up crashing on the Scotto <laughs> in the Scotto guest room. And I wasn't invited to, but being the great people they are, Mrs. Scotto, Mr. Scotto, I appreciate you letting old Jaker crash there. They often call me the best neighbor ever. Uh, hopefully, I lived up to the reputation this weekend. And then after the after, after, after party, where you had not many people. I know uh, Elliot Van Nostrand, Sam Marks, they made it up that late. We had a couple of the Catholic crowd, Denver Conley, Chris Larson. Uh, we had Bridesmaids, K.K. Scotto, and Cat. Cat was up. Uh, and we had John Scotto just leading the charge of the late night crowd. And Michael Scotto kind of just taking care of everybody. I mean... What else could you want? It was a great group of people at the Scotto Basement after-after-after party. 
and uh, turned into the brunch the next day. Got to see everybody. Got to send them off. It was what a time. What a, what an amazing weekend overall. And I spent as much time as I could on Sunday with them. This was a great weekend, a great wedding altogether. But you know what? Why just take it from me? I got a couple interviews lined up with some of the integral parts of this wedding weekend. I'll try to get both sides involved, but I can't promise you everything. This is a podcast. It's a timed podcast. So let's lead it off with one of the most important members of the party. Podcast this week for the Scotto Gormley Wedding Podcast. Uh, Tom? Congratulations. I know you uh, kind of are like, I don't know why people uh, tell me congratulations all the time, but hey, congrats anyway. Thanks a lot, Jake. Yeah, no, I said on the weekend, people were saying congrats before the wedding happened, so I said, hey, well, I haven't done anything yet. Right, yeah, you're like, oh, hold on, hold on, just, you know, give me a second. <laughs> no, no, I totally get that. Um, first of all, wedding was awesome. I think everyone had a really great time. Uh, did it meet expectations? What do you think? Like, uh, you had a lot of thoughts going in, probably. Uh, it clearly went above expectations. I mean, everything minus even just if the temperature was a little warmer. I mean, it was like perfect. Yeah. Just nitpicking. Yeah. I mean, you know, the temperature didn't really affect us too much, but like when we were taking pictures and the girls were out there like in their dresses and like, you know, that, that it looked brutal, uh, well, what, to say the least. Was, what were the boys doing? Guys were just chilling on the trolley. Um, boys were in the trolley. Yeah. Nice fireplace. Yeah. Yeah. boy had to go in there and grab your jacket. Yeah. No, well, I mean, like, I offered, and they were, like, taking pictures already, so, it, you know, unless they wanted to have the jacket for the pictures, which actually wouldn't have been, like, a bad picture if you had all the girls wearing the guys' jackets, except, you know, somebody would be just swimming in Jakers, so. That sounds like an Uncle Bob, uh... <laughs> Oh man, I'll have to explain the Uncle Bob reference uh, later on the podcast because uh, yeah. that was that was a dynamite uh, dynamite comment by the photographer. So, uh, so had a couple questions because I had you on last week to preview the wedding, and you know took note of a couple things that you might have said, might have thought going in. Uh, first one was. I want to know, who do you think was, like, the surprise best guest at the wedding, right? Like, you know, it doesn't have to be the best guest, right? It can just be, you know, who do you think really made their mark that you didn't see coming? So, I, I'm going to maybe not didn't see coming, but, like, just the surprise moment for me was, uh, I'm going to pick Sam Marks. Okay. So, when I first, so when I first saw him on Friday night, he's, you know, in a sling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's I true. Guess he, he had just gotten uh, shoulder surgery. So... You know, I you know you don't see people that much. It's like you're seeing so many people. I feel like the next time I saw him, I was on the dance floor mm-hmm. and I was being hoisted up onto somebody's shoulder. Yeah. You know, I was I wasn't too happy because it's a little early. I need a little more, uh, you know, juice in me to be doing that stuff. And then I look down and it's Sam. I'm on Sam's shoulder, sitting on his surgically repaired shoulder. I go, Sam, you couldn't get someone else did. He goes, No, man. I just got it. It just had to happen. Yeah. Yeah, that that was um a, a bit impromptu. I didn't see that coming, but uh, for like uh, surprise player pick, a guy that didn't have a left arm that was basically on the dance floor the whole time. Not to mention he was one of the uh, the late late after party guys. So gotta hand it to Sam. Not a bad pick, Tom. For uh, for I guess surprise player would be the award. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, he did a good job. So another one, going in, we were talking about the music, you know, because every, every wedding you want to have a good band, right? And uh, Pat Roddy Band was awesome. They were so good the whole time. But uh, a couple songs stuck out to me. Going into the weekend, you were thinking Trapped was uh, was going to be a big one. Was that Did that end up being the biggest one? Or was there something else that really stuck out uh, that got people on the dance floor going? Well, I guess biggest would be hard to judge. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if it, for me, I think it was the biggest hit. And it was also my favorite song. Yeah. I think the other one that was a pretty big hit was either like Sweet Caroline. Yeah, I always. Yeah, because we did a little play with like Meg on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I know any other ones. Yeah, I I was I mean, obviously the Bruce ones really stick out. Uh, Shout is always a good one towards the end of the uh, of the night when everyone gets like really into shout. You got like really sweaty people bending over to the floor, and you want to see who's putting in the most effort. I think that's always a fun one. Uh, but I mean, my, mine was obviously trapped because like. It was a big moment for me. They gave me a shout out when he played it, and it was my suggestion to begin with. So, um, obviously, my pick is trapped, and I'm 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 happy it went over as well as it did because you know early on Pat Roddy, oh, trapped at a wedding, never thought that'd be a good idea, and yet it worked out so well. Everybody like got the kind of joke about it, and it really got a lot of people really into it. I thought it I thought it hit went over really well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if it's like me, you, Mike, and, you know, John, and people who know what's going on, we kind of got everyone into it. I, I definitely hands it up for you too, Jake. Yeah, that, that, that was fun, and I'm glad it, it went over well instead of, like, awkward or anything, because there was nothing awkward about this wedding. It was a, it was a great time overall. Um, uh, so, all right, so going into a wedding, you have a lot of different events, right? You had, like, rehearsal dinner. You had the brunch afterwards, then you had the church. You had, there, there are so many things going on in one wedding weekend. What was probably your favorite part of the whole? And don't take any favorites of like, oh, you know, when Meg and I finally did. You can you can say whatever you want. Like you can say whether it was at the mass or what was like the big moment of the of the weekend that stuck out. Well, Tig, I appreciate you trying to give me the bail out, but I'm actually, <laughs> I honestly, and this is what I said. Because I'll, I'll be consistent because this is what I said in the recap, you know, mm-hmm. after brunch was my favorite part, you know, the part I'll remember the most is seeing Meg for the first time when she walked down the aisle. Oh. Now, I didn't get to see her that day and she mm-hmm. just looked perfect, the wedding dress, everything like that. I loved it and I couldn't have been happier. That That is a phenomenal answer. Uh, that, like, well said. Uh, obviously, not the same for me, so I'm not going to say that was my favorite part, but I totally... <laughs> But I think that's still the right answer. I think that was a great answer. I thought the mass altogether was done really well. And uh, that in particular stuck out as like probably the the most I've ever enjoyed a mass period. And uh, I mean, and, and I know part of it is like I've done, you know, uh, mass at St. Catharines a lot. And I've done weddings at St. Catharines a couple times. But that one, it just felt different because it was it was so close to me and it was very special. So uh, I thought that whole mass of, of uh, when we're all leaving the church, I thought it was 
a really cool like moment. And not to mention, KK and I leaving together got a lot of smiles out of some people. All the Spring Lake folk were like really excited. They're like, "Oh, two of our favorite people at the wedding!" Like they, and and like, look, I I know I'm patting myself on the back here, but you know, like let's let's call a spade a spade. Like Jake and KK, two of the biggest personalities at the wedding, walking out of the church together. Like that's a that's a good picture. Oh, we set that one up, Jager. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you guys, you know, lobbed it up I to the rim. I'm sure of that, actually. I think that was actually my, my uh, you know, that was the only uh, request I had. Yeah. Who was walking with who. Yeah, that, I mean, I, I I figured you let Meg run with a lot of things for the wedding, rightfully so. Okay. And, uh, but that one was kind of like a Tom tinkering a bit. I mean, like. Yeah, no, the, the church for sure got a lot of love. Um the cousin singing, the bagpipes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the priest even, you know. Oh, uh, priest was I entertaining. Was, I kind of was thinking about playing golf during <laughs> some of his time he was speaking. I'm not going to lie, but. But that's just you being you, Tom. Like, we can't, yeah, we can't expect know. anything different. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was great. It was really good. So, so the big question, and I know this is the one on everybody's mind, coming into the, you know, this rubbed me the wrong way a week ago. I asked you, I said, all right, who's going to be this MVP of this whole weekend? And you can't pick yourself and you can't pick Meg. It, that was like the big rule. And I kind of limited it to the bridal party MVP, but I'll expand it to whoever you think the MVP was of, of, of the weekend. You came in saying Derek Craig. And look, love Derek. Great guy. Oh, man. Oh, gee. Like, great guy. And uh, I took it personally and I told him, I'm like, listen, I'm gunning for the MVP. So uh, why don't you shed some light on uh, on on some of that? So Jake, you'll be happy to know that I'm actually selecting Elliot Vinashin as the MVP. I, no, I'm kidding, Jake. <laughs> almost through my right computer. Now, I wouldn't even let you hang out there for more than a second because you would have lost it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, I would have. Jake, Jake, you took home the award. Mm-hmm. Appreciate really, it. You really just brought it. I mean, you're there the whole weekend crushing it, and then just dance floor, Jake, or you're just all over it. Yeah. But I will have to give a little shout out because I know you really, you really hammer around Derek. You know, he, he put in some good work. He put in he some great to, work. He like he got the to an early lead with this whole trolley situation on Friday. Oh well, well we're we're totally skipping over the fact that like you know rehearsal night. You know he he showed up late, which like you know I guess he had like the built-in excuse. But what was the trolley situation? Well, remember, he, my father did the slideshow, right? Mm-hmm. So we had. The two speakers and the um, projector. Oh, you know, that's it, it right. It weighs like 40 pounds. Mm-hmm. They put it on a trolley and they slid it out there. There's like 20 steps to get out of the place. <laughs> Him and Robbie are carrying it. The trolley probably weighs 60 pounds. You know, not even ever what the stuff on it weighs. So my dad just walks right there struggling. They're tipping it down the stairs. My dad just walks by and picks all the stuff off it. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I will give it up to Derek. That was quite an entertaining moment to kind of kick off the weekend. So it was a strong lead. Not to mention, this was one of the biggest point grabs. If we're going MVP of the weekend, we go by points. One of the biggest point grabs was when Derek asked Grandma Malarkey to a dance. I mean, that was that was a big, big point swing in his uh, direction. Wouldn't be enough by the end of the weekend, but I thought, oh man, asking Tom's grandma to dance like that is, that's that's gold. That's gold, Jerry. Well, for that, I got to 
to say it couldn't have been that much points because I had reports. I didn't really see it. Apparently, Phil Smith was spinning around Grandma Malarkey like it was nothing. <laughs> well, Derek Derek only went to the spin move. I mean, he, I think he got two points every spin move he did on the dance floor. <laughs> but at one point, he almost tossed Melissa into the drummer. Like, it was just like this girl, she was like, you know, doing her best to stay on her feet. But she's like, listen, Derek, I got these high heels on. You can't keep spinning me like that. Oh, Derek, yeah. He's D-Rock. He's, He's got to go hard. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. D-Rock's got to bring bring the noise when he brings it. But uh, what a weekend. I mean, it was it was something else. Right from the start to the very end, uh, I mean, I took off Friday and Monday to really capture the whole thing. And I think that's kind of what brought home MVP for me was uh, the attendance of it all and the fact that I just wouldn't leave the Scottos at all. I couldn't even leave the house. So uh, I think that was I think that was a big play in 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 the MVP selection. Yeah, like I like that little last line, Jake. That was good. Yeah, and I will say, you know, you did a good job getting along with the other side. You worked well with the Gormley side and their friends and stuff like that. I really appreciate yeah, that. You're very personal. Yeah, you know what? I I have a I I I'd like to think that I have a great personality, and I think it showed this weekend. Uh, First of all, Meg's family, phenomenal people. Like, really great. Uh, Mr. Gormley and I talked more on Sunday than I have in, in our uh, ever knowing him. And I don't know him that well. But Did he's, you thank him again? I thanked him again. I said, hey, all that booze really went. And he was like, oh, yeah. But he uh, he quickly just was uh, ended up taking shots at me for the dance floor and for the after party and the after after party. So he, could, he couldn't wait to talk about other things. But uh, but he's a cool guy. Um, the brothers were great, too. Um, you know, because I only met Matt Gormley the one time. But uh, but Ryan, I've met a bunch of times. Ryan, we thought might be uh, might be getting a little drunk a little early, but uh, I think he yeah, he I held his. Like yeah, yeah, I think he still held his own f- for the most part. But great family, those Gormleys. Yeah, yeah, well, mm-hmm. I'm happy to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah, and which you will be for quite some time. So. All right, all right, Tom. I really appreciate you calling into the podcast. It's the second week in a row that we've had you. Uh, I'd like to bring you on for the fantasy football playoffs in a couple weeks because uh, I know people are really gearing up for that. And we uh, we might have two of the better teams in our league. So this could be a – well, not might. We do. So it could be it could be for a very fun end of the season. All right, Jager. Thanks for having me on. And uh, thanks for crushing it this past weekend. All right. Appreciate it, Tommy. Later, Jake. All right. All right, and that was Thomas Scotto, groom of the wedding. Had a great time, had some really great answers there. But next up, we have an MVP candidate himself, one of the groomsmen, a good friend of mine for a very long time, Mr. Derek Craig. Derek, what is going on, man? Jake Baker, good to be on the podcast. I appreciate having you on. This is your first time on. This is episode 30, but I guarantee it's not going to be your last. I sure hope not, but I did realize you kind of missed my intro there it was the uh, the lost best man i think was my title Ooh. party Ooh, yikes yeah see you know what like a lot of people were trying to claim that one you know john john was the other brother you know like i kind of thought i i could you know get a stake at best man at times so you know like there there was a that best man race was a 27 year race right there there were some oscar snubs in the best man race mm. but you know mm. what I'll let the, uh, the best men, they, they handled it well. Oh, yeah. Speeches, so great job. Yeah, yeah, no. Can't, uh, you know, totally great speeches by Mike and Chris. They did a great job planning the bachelor party, 
Couldn't have done it better myself. Great choices by Thomas overall. Absolutely. All right, but enough, but enough, but enough fluffing those guys up, right? Like they're fine. Okay, <laughs> let's get down to the 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 deets. All right, so going into this week, we had a lot of picks, right? We had a lot of superlatives we we're looking out for. One of them was who was the guest that was going to surprise everybody, right? Like, uh, you know, who who showed up big time and who wasn't really maybe an afterthought going in. What do you got? I had high expectations for Billy Cashman. Oh, I uh, I wanted to see a lot more of Billy Cashman, and I really I'd like to sit him down, and have a talking to him, because I'll be honest, I was slightly disappointed at the end of the night. Wow, I thought I'd get a little bit more Billy Cashman, and I wanted to give him the best guess, but I'm gonna give this one to the Big Philly style. Oh, good pick. Gotta love Phil Smith coming up from Baltimore. He had some moments on the dance floor. I mean, Phil is always an entertainer. Uh, that's that's not to be denied. Uh, he was sitting right across from my parents. He even spent like you know ten fifteen minutes just like chatting up with my parents. So that's just that's a move that you, you gotta love when Phil comes to town. You gotta love that. Probably the guest that traveled the most, um, which is a lot to say of our, our New Jersey heritage there. Mm-hmm. But also knows how to play to the crowd, and I, I noticed that particularly when he was tearing up the dance floor with me madre. Oh. I felt like, you know, those moves that Phil Smith was laying on the dance floor, I felt like I had to step in. So I had to get involved. (laughs) Had to be a little buffer, be like, hey man, that's my mom, why don't you back off? That's my mom. My father's watching. (laughs) Oh boy, isn't that right? I mean, like, talk about, I mean, Phil... Just with the food alone, nobody's safe because Phil can put away food with the best of them. Right. Nobody's safe, particularly if you're an edible delight. <laughs> your, your, your chances are nil. Hey, you gotta be you got you better watch it though. I mean, I think I saw you put away some food, including four pieces of wedding cake. Well, you know, Jake, I'm glad you mentioned that because <laughs> this is I want I want all of your listeners to know that I have a big bugaboo with weddings and wedding parties. And it's the whole lack of lunch thing. I think they, they missed a critical mm. component. Oh, absolutely. A breakfast. You know, mm-hmm. breakfast is taken care of. You get a little boost up. Everything's nice. And then they give you a nice nine to ten hours yeah. to take pictures and get prepared to just get bummed for the night. You know what? That's that's a really good point. You know, they, they we were not fed. We had that breakfast in the morning, but we all ate pretty light because we wanted to be prepared. We didn't want to, you know, like be forcing down some food before a big day. But then the big day happens and we're like, you know, we should be eating food right now. So I commend you. I commend you for eating as many cheeseburger sliders, cheesesteaks, plates of fries and cake as you did. So congratulations, man. I, I thought this was my personal protest against the way the wedding party um, does not deliver lunch. Yeah. yeah well, I believe that there. Phenomenal day nonetheless. Phenomenal day nonetheless. Good way to put it. All right. So it was a phenomenal day. It was a whole phenomenal weekend. Did something stick out in your mind as the best part of the weekend? Jake, I'm not an emotional guy, but I'm going to have to get emotional on you here. Mm-hmm. When Meg walked down that aisle... Oh my god. <laughs> I'm going to leave that one for Tom. Okay, you I leave guess. that for Tom because that's the smart answer. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I would say the best part of the weekend was the uh, the camaraderie. And I don't just mean that from the group of guys that we had, 
but all of the Moscatos have kind of created this culture of uh, a bunch of friends, even with Mr. and Mrs. Moscato friends who are years above us in, uh, in a normal wedding mm-hmm. situation, you wouldn't know them. But because it's Moscatos, because they've had years of parties, we've been lucky enough to meet the, the Billy Cashmans of the world. Absolutely. Um, obviously, I'm good friends with your, your parents were mm-hmm. there, my parents were there. We had plenty of friends, and, and I felt like you knew everybody at the wedding that was at least on our side and some on, on Meg's side as well. Yeah. So that was kind of a unique experience for me, which I thought was awesome. Just felt like another big Scott party. That's, you know, that's such a good way to put it uh, in, like, you know, camaraderie because it was very much like a Spring Lake party, but it was just such an even happier time because it wasn't like a, you know, a holiday that happens once a year like Christmas or the 4th of July. This was something that's a once-in-a-lifetime thing and something that's been building up for quite some time so it was really nice seeing like you know you go around and you can't even blink without seeing a Mrs. Heine or Joe Stockridge or like one of Tom's aunts it was just like everyone was everyone was just all, all, always there the dance floor was packed right from the get-go with all of your friends I felt that we were in a very special spot because we knew so many people there and I had all my a lot of my college buddies there too so I had I was yeah, I had a ton. So I I love that you said the camaraderie, um, yeah. especially on the dance I, I floor. There was a little, a little too much in sessions with the with the Catholic group. Uh, you did point that, that out. I think you were just a little jealous. Let's just okay. leave it at that. Absolutely jealous. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So so something that pointed out to, that I pointed out to Tom before was you know the dance floor, right? Everyone was rocking right from the beginning, right after the speeches were over. People were on the dance floor. And they never left. What what was the big song? I mean, every 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 wedding has a song that like kind of hit the peak of the wedding. All right, on the dance floor. Yeah, to you, right. to you, what was that? I'm gonna give you a little build up here. I think you're absolutely right. Everybody was on the dance floor from the moment Pat Roddy started to the second he ended, and, and even a little bit in between when he took his breaks. Mm-hmm. I needed to take a couple breaks outside, and I'm a huge fan of November weddings because you can step outside. And start to, to cool down. I love that. The dance floor was getting hot and cozy in there. It was nice to be just be able to step outside and cool down. So November weddings are way over June, um, September weddings to me personally. Yeah. But I thought the highlight of the dance floor was the what was it? It was the encore, twist and shout. Oh, great way to end it. Uh, yeah, twist and shout, and just shout in general are great. End of the dance floor, like, but boy, are those great. Twist and shout, great call, Derek. What's better than that? I mean, last week on my podcast, I had top five wedding songs, and once you know it, Beatles "Twist and Shout" was right up there at number two. I mean, that's <laughs> it's. <laughs> So, so you're you're preaching to my own heart on that one. And, and, and Pat Roddy was listening. Then I didn't. Did Pat, hello, it's good to see you. <laughs> Thanks for introing me onto the dance floor. Pat Roddy, future writer of the Jake podcast theme well, song. Clearly, he's been. Clearly, he, he was playing all your songs. He, he he plays all my songs. He knows me. We're working on a theme song right now. I've been teasing it for months in front of my fans. I owe them a theme song and uh, twist and shout. He he owed us. So I appreciate that. He'll yeah. get it done for Jim's dad. And, and for Jim, oh geez, the worst, the worst joke in the world. Me, me looking like Jim's dad from American Pie. I don't, I don't see it. It's glasses alone. It's ridiculous. 
There's um, no resemblance, but I, I'm going to run with it. I okay. It. Yeah, you, you enjoyed that more than I did. Um, <laughs> and by the way, you are so right about the November weddings. I'm a guy that sweats a lot. I could really use the cool down minute if, if, you, if you want to put it in words. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. All right, Derek, the, the, the big superlative of the weekend. You know, going in, Tom said you were going to be the MVP. And I got to give it to you. You had some great moments. You, uh, right when we're leaving the rehearsal dinner, you and Robbie didn't know how wheels uh, worked and uh, decided to carry down the baggage cart when you didn't need to do that. You uh, asked Grandma, you asked Grandma Marion to dance, which I got to tell you is huge points on the MVP scale. Big point. Mm -hmm, Big point. But uh, who did you win MVP? Were you the MVP of this weekend? And uh, if not, who would you who would you give MVP to? I'm I'm a proud man, but I'm an honest man. So it pains me, but it's okay for me to say I was not the MVP after all of my attempts this weekend. Um, and though there were many strong performers, one who I'd like to just make a quick note. Sure. Of, yeah. Go. Um, the brother to the bride. Oh yeah. Gormley. Yeah, a phenomenal performer, phenomenal, uh, phenomenal entertainer through most of the weekend, and an early departure. Yeah, for the wedding for the with the wedding reception itself. Again, uh, that, that's some MVP points there. MVP. Oh wow, you went MVP points for leaving early, not MVP deduction for leaving early. Interesting. Because it was. It was not an Irish. It was based off his own health and circumstances. <laughs> so he went. He went too hard. He was like MVP of the first half, but tore his ACL in week nine. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think. Yeah, he was a halfway MVP boy. <laughs> thing that we discussed that that kind of had a little bit to play there yeah but i'm gonna i'm gonna cut to the chase here mvp of the weekend Jaker baker oh my gosh host of this very own podcast. uh you shouldn't he have well deserved. he was racking up the points as if we were playing pti the entire weekend <laughs> it was it was honestly it was humbling to see it was mesmerizing to see and it is the year of the Jaker. nothing could go wrong for that guy folks i swear i'm not coaching these answers these are people giving me honest answers here and uh derek i appreciate the honesty it was a great mvp race i think at the end of the day it just came down to the attendance. I was just always around and uh, was just hanging out. And uh, you, you might have taken a little bit of a quick, uh, quick sleep on a Saturday night. You went to bed a little too early while some of us were up in, into the, the midnight hours. To I'll, I'll be completely honest with Jager. I had important things to tend to. Yeah, um, that, that's okay. Yeah, that was that was the restfulness and the uh, mm-hmm. the intent for the rest of the week. But I left my heart out there, and I'd like to think that I made you a better performer oh. by giving you a strong race. Oh, 100%. I mean, you know what? LeBron needs the Warriors, you know? Michael Jordan <laughs> needs, like, well, actually, Michael Jordan just dominated everyone. But I, but you understand. I mean, like, it, it was, I mean, I am not the MVP if I don't have someone pushing me the whole way. So, I appreciate let's be it. Honest, it was it was a you were as Mayweather, me as McGregor type fight. There, I was out of my league, but I wanted to compete the whole time. You certainly did, Derek. And you know what? You were great all weekend. It was a great weekend, to, like from start to finish. I had so much fun. I hope we get to enjoy more weddings like that together. I sure hope so, Jacob.
Awesome, man. Listen, Derek, thank you for coming on to the Jake Podcast. Definitely going to have you on in the future. And, uh, and hey, best of luck with everything, bro. Would love to be involved as much as possible. And, again, a big congrats to Tom and Meg, uh, the newlywed couple. They definitely put some great celebrations together for us. They were the, the conduit to, this, to the MVP race. Awesome. You, you couldn't have said it better myself. Derek, appreciate it, man. Love you. Bye, Jake. All right, bye. And that was Derek Craig, groomsman of the wedding for Thomas and Megan Scotto. But next up, we have another very special guest, very close to the couple. And that is one of the two best men, Mr. Christopher Heine, good friend of mine. Chris, welcome on to the podcast. One of my most loyal listeners, first time ever calling in. Jaker, first time, long time. <laughs> Glad to be here. Yeah, really appreciate it, man. It's, uh, I'm nervous for my first appearance, but uh, I'm excited. Oh, how can you be nervous? I mean, you nailed that speech this weekend. Like, you were pretty nervous for that, and then you kind of came out with flying colors. Yes, I, I was a little more prepared. This yeah. was a last-minute appearance, and, um, but it's, I, wanted, I wanted to join and contribute where I could. You mean you didn't write down your answers well ahead of time and rehearse them before calling in? No. I'm, not, <laughs> I, I'm actually almost more nervous. Wow. Okay. Well, you know what? We have a lot of listeners calling in, uh, or calling in. We have a lot of listeners this week, I know, because we're going to share this a lot. So, you know, pressure's on, Mr. Heine, Mr. Best Man. Yeah. So, so it was a great weekend, right? Everyone had such such a fun time. It was obvious how, how much everyone gets along in this family. Um, a couple people stuck out that I didn't see coming. Was there anyone in your eyes that maybe, you know... You didn't really expect much out of, and then boom, like took the the whole wedding by storm. I think it was uh, Phil Smith out of nowhere. Yeah, I didn't see him the night before at the the you know the bar after rehearsal, Mm -hmm. and he uh, came out after Pat Roddy took a break. He came out with. uh, shut up and dance with me and just took over the mic basically yeah that was i mean look phil smith he's in everybody's like you know uh everyone's kind of mentioning him right now because yeah he he made a killing at the wedding and the guy's a great guy to begin with so that should come as no surprise but i mean he did take over the mic and did some karaoke or i guess it was like lip syncing and uh boy that was that was really funny so uh, a popular pick I, I like the phil smith pick though he uh he certainly made his impression at the wedding in the short amount of time that he was there because I don't think I saw him on Sunday at the brunch and I didn't see him Friday. That was quite a, yeah. quite a couple hours with Phil. He was in and out with a, uh, like a flash. Yeah, yeah, like a, a, a shooting star, one would say. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would say drunkest was Elliot at the wedding. Ooh, interesting. Uh, interesting little superlative. You know, everyone wants to know the drunkest and usually I won't throw them under the bus, but Elliot's a big boy. He can take it. Uh, I think he would take that honor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Elliot was also kind of like a shooting star, just like going the opposite direction than Phil. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, it was a lot of fun on the dance floor. Very noticeable. Which uh, which which song kind of stuck out to you? You know, there were a bunch. Weddings have a lot of great songs. Which song really really made the difference during the wedding? My one would be I'm a little biased towards. I requested the shipping up to Boston a couple yeah. months back. Mm-hmm. Meg asked about it, and I I was 
you know, it was not well received in the group text. Right, I remember so, that. So, I'm glad it was played, and, you know, it kind of played towards the crowd of some Irish people in the crowd. Yeah, absolutely. Irish dancing in the middle of the dance floor. Mm-hmm. And I felt it was one of the better, if not, not the best song, but one of the top songs of the wedding. Yeah. Everybody, it's a great song to get you all pumped up. You know, it was actually funny you said that um, because I, I kind of thought you were going to lean there. When it did come time to nominate songs, uh, that was one that stuck out because I'm like, okay, good song for a wedding. And a couple people were like, that's a horrible wedding song. Turns out the moment that played, you couldn't wait to let the haters know how, how big oh, of a yeah, hit no, that was. was. Yeah, yeah. So you were on top of that, which... Uh, which I was happy you you weren't afraid to you know kind of get in people's faces because that was a that was a great time. I mean the Irish step dancing def- definitely went far and it was like a very unique moment. So good pick, good pick. Yeah, I like that. Exactly. You got a couple of people that could Irish jig around. Mm-hmm. That's something different. Oh, I, you know, obviously Pat Roddy gives his own take of the song. You know, shipping up to Belmar. Yeah, absolutely. That's always, that's always you know a little unique touch he has. Yeah, you love having a good band. I mean, you and Lauren got married three weeks ago, and you guys had a great band as well. And uh, Pat Roddy, they did a great job during the whole show. And we're used to him by now. We know what he's going to play. But, you know, with him, you know what you get, and you still like it anyway. So it's uh, exactly. it's it's great knowing that. So, well, yeah. That, that's obviously a very – you talked about it last week in your, you know, count, you know, basically your ranking of wedding songs mm-hmm. is with Shout, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. No brainer, and you know you get a little bit of a different vibe on Pat's. Like you, you know, you know the standard recorded version, but you, Pat gave you a little bit more. He kind of, I thought he was going to end it. Actually, he was kind of winding down on the song. Yeah. Like, okay, this is over, and then he started right back up again. Everyone nuts. So yeah, that was that was pretty cool. He gave us like an extra thirty seconds. It felt like of the song, and you know, at the end of the at the end of the wedding, that was the last song. So you really want the last one to stick out, and uh, and that was you know one of the songs that stuck out. So good choices. I think, and also, if you don't remember or not, I started the one more song chant. You did, and then you started the. Uh, yeah, I, I was I was kind of hoping they would play a Badlands, but then I remember this is a wedding and not you know boathouse. So yeah. sometimes you got to play uh, to the crowd, which it made sense. I'm I'm glad he didn't. He played the right song in the right I mean atmosphere. It's almost like he's done weddings before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, and it was it was great. The the whole weekend was awesome. The band really stuck out. But uh, was there anything else that maybe stuck out as like kind of like the big moment of the weekend? We had a we did a lot of things in those three days. What was like the biggest? Uh, you think the best moment of the weekend? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it was obviously you know the ceremony and that that was obviously done so well. And I, I love the bagpipe touch that Tom and Meg added. Yeah, that was great. I thought it's like you know you know obviously you have usually the standard like kind of organ or. Sound. So it was a little different, and Meg and Tom are, you know, the family's got some Irish roots, so I thought that was a cool touch that they did. Uh, another funny moment was Tom ripping Meg down the stairs. He was so excited and and or nervous of leaving the church with the whole big crowd. He just ripped it down the stairs, forgetting she had a big dress on with heels and a veil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, that he was he got a little ahead of himself there, and it was it was cold outside too, and he just like couldn't wait to run towards the trolley. That was that was pretty funny. I I forgot about that one. I'm glad you pointed that out. Hopefully, uh, yeah, I think he was just so excited, you know, happy and just kind of rightfully so. Yeah, what he was doing. yeah. I think uh, it, he he also did that right up there on the altar when uh, it was time to put the rings on. He was ready to just put it on her finger without even saying anything. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, so uh, Tom was excited, and you could definitely tell this whole weekend. And and on his interview, when you listen to this, you're gonna hear his interview, and uh, you're gonna you're you're gonna hear that in his voice as well. That he was just so excited, and everything went so well. Um, it's pretty unlike Tom, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, and and I I think that's why they're such a great couple. You see a lot of things in their relationship that you're like, wow, you never would have guessed that out of Tom. So you know, really happy yeah. for the both of them. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, so so the big question, you know, this was this was coming in. It, it, this was a wedding that everyone was getting excited for. This was something that was long anticipated, and knowing Tom's competitive nature, I wanted to know. Listen, Tom, who's going to make the best impression at the wedding? Who is going to be the one that just from beginning to end, beginning to end, is going to put it all together and, and be the best? Who is the wedding MVP? And coming into the weekend. He said Derek Craig. Now, I think he kind of said Derek Craig to kind of get me to be more competitive for it, uh, which I thought I was pretty competitive. But, Chris, if someone was the MVP this wedding, and you can say whoever you like, who are you going with? I, I, you know, I think for the weekend, if you take that all into perspective of Friday, taking off work Friday. Now, you didn't golf. That would have got you the next MVP one. Mm-hmm, true. You know, golfing in the cold. Flapping around, they might, they might have got you some MVP points, but you were there Friday. Derek lost a few points that day. Uh, unfortunately, it's not his fault. Obviously, he had mm-hmm. to be somewhere. It's not his fault, but that's just hey, that's opportunity missed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Derek got an early lead on Saturday morning, mm-hmm. but you took a commanding lead into the later stages of the night. Mm-hmm. And Sunday, you did a whole whole day brunch in the pizza. Yeah. I mean, I was there. I think uh, in terms of, I think your attendance warrants you just MVP alone, let alone your activities while you were attending everything. Yeah, you know what? I'm glad you pointed that out. I think attendance is a big part of it and who's around and who won't leave and you know like, like hey I couldn't even leave the Scotto house I was so excited to be there and yeah, uh, you were the first one at the Breakers yeah. on uh, Saturday morning and mm-hmm. you were the last to leave Tap House I would say until you know I left but I'm, I'm assuming you were one of the last to leave Tap House I uh, was the last. I was part of the last crew that went from the uh, tap house after after party to the after 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 party back in the Scotto basement. So, uh, yeah. and there was a good there was a good amount. There were about eight of us, but we were the last ones to leave. So I do appreciate you, you know, recognizing the attendance. Jigger, I mean, I think everybody says about you know you got Michael Jordan, you have Derek Jeter. You know what? You know it's. First there, last out, right? That's yeah. I hear, so I think we can say that about you for a lot of the weekend. Well, you know what? If you want to put me in the same sentence as Michael Jordan and Derek Jeter, I'm not going to hold you back. 
<laughs> I knew you'd like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I did like that. So, well, listen, Chris, I really appreciate you calling in. I, I like your uh, candid answers. Uh, I know my my listeners are probably going to think that I'm coaching those answers, but I swear I'm not. I think I just uh, had a really good time and made my impression known there. Maybe uh, maybe I'll have to have like Mrs. Scotto on or someone to you know give an unbiased opinion. But I, I, it yeah. sounds like Jake might have been the MVP. I don't know. Well, I really appreciate that. But listen, you did a hell of a job in the speech. I know you're really nervous, but uh, you did a great job of balancing like the awe, that's that's cute and that's great, and the like meaningful stuff. And you got some jokes in there. You did a really good job. So uh, congratulations on that. And and you and from the whole thing, we we had a great bachelor party that you were basically the conductor of, and everything that went into this whole wedding. You did a really great job being the best man. So congratulations there. Oh yeah, totally. He he can't leave that without getting a couple shots. And hey, oh yeah. shoot, don't even let me forget. Thanks for uh, bring, bringing the Jake Global in your honeymoon in the in New yeah. Zealand. You and Lauren snapped a couple pictures with the Jake T-shirts on top of a glacier. So I really appreciate you bringing me to the other side of the world because uh, I, listen, I'm I'm I might be filled up with all the American fans I can get. So maybe I'll have to expand to uh, the Pacific. No, I guess not. Yeah, especially ones that film in there or record in their room on Twelfth Avenue in Belmar. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, don't have that over in New Zealand. So, you know, yeah, we want to do a cool, we want to do a cool picture. You know, somewhere where you could say, you know, not on a beach, you know, on a glacier. Not too many places. You know, you can do that. It was so. a unique picture, to say the least. I really appreciate it, man. So, yep. so yeah. listen. Yeah, so listen, thanks for calling in. Uh, definitely going to have you going forward. And uh, hey, your your fantasy team's up to four and six. Uh, I'm not going to say playoffs just yet, but it's right in front of you. Why don't you go take care of a couple wins, and maybe I'll be seeing you in the playoffs. Yeah, we can talk then when I'm uh, lined up with you. Oh, man, wouldn't that be something? <laughs> Another Jake and Chris matchup for the ages. Yep, that would be perfect. And just a little uh, shout-out to the bar. Bar crawl happened. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna let all my listeners know December second bar crawl. Uh, who want to join or want to free ride up to Hoboken? Uh, they can join in the bar crawl. Yeah, that's gonna be a really great weekend. December second is gonna start a little in the afternoon, and uh, we're gonna start in Hoboken, head up to Manhattan. That's gonna be a great day. I can't wait for you to put together the itinerary. I saw you kind of scouting it out and uh, doing a little dry run. I love that. I love the earlier scouting report. So I think that's going to go really well. I think it's going to be uh, one of our best parties yet. If you want to count a bar crawls party, so uh, that will that will certainly be a lot of fun. December second for whoever is around, uh, hit up either Chris or I, and uh, we'll. Well, there you have it. You got the whole wedding weekend 
from some of the people that were there the whole time. You had Derek Craig, groomsman, Chris Heine, best man, and Tom Scott, a groom. Tried to get more people, but you know what? The late night recording kind of messes with some people's timing, so I understand if you couldn't be a part of this, but anyone's welcome to always be on the Jake podcast. This was a great time this whole weekend. Uh, I couldn't have planned anything any better. Uh, I just wish it happened longer. I wish it could have been a whole nother weekend in addition to that because it just felt special the entire time and it was so special being a part of it. Uh, a special thanks to the Gormleys for putting a, such a great wedding together and having me be a part of it. Uh, you know, I don't know exactly how to run a wedding, so I don't have anything to compare it to, but I'll say that you guys did a really great job and I just appreciate being part of it. Uh, to the Scottos, Mr. and Mrs. Mike and Kathy Scotto, thank you so much for having me. I love you guys so much. Really appreciate it. You guys, uh, you guys put up with me this weekend where I wouldn't leave. Uh, I know that's kind of like the running joke right now, crashing at your place. You know, I know it, you definitely didn't want that because you had so many people in town. Well, you know, what gives me the right to crash there? But you know what? If if I didn't earn it through the first 28 years, give me a mulligan on this time. But I really appreciate you guys being so nice and uh, and being able to joke around about me, you know, crashing the place and not leaving until you know the brunch was being set up the next day. So <laughs> I do appreciate that. You guys are great people. You're great hosts. Uh, I, I know no one needs to tell you that because, I mean, hey, you guys host everything and it always goes really well. But a special shout out to you, Mrs. Scotto, for putting up with me. Mr. Scotto for always making light of any of any jokes that you deem uh, necessary. So special shout out to all the parents involved. And of course to Tom and Meg. You know, you guys are great. You know, Tom is my oldest friend and... Uh, you know, Meg, you obviously make him very happy, and I'm, I'm so happy you guys are together. You guys threw a great wedding, and you had some great people there. It was just everything all together was awesome. You know, and uh, <laughs> one of my favorite stories the whole weekend was my dad going up to Tom's grandma, Marion, and saying, you know, this this priest is so great. Uh, did they bring him up from Boston or, or from North Jersey or something? And she goes, no, he's the parish priest here catching my dad in like an obvious ooh, you don't go to church do you and he was like oh uh you know what yeah you're probably right i you know what i i ought to get back to church more you know i haven't yeah i, I need to get back to church and grandma marion and what an, a classic i don't think she was throwing shade but it could be mistaken for shade the next day at the brunch gives my dad a pamphlet the town pamphlet Highlights the back page with the church times with that priest. Unbelievable. My dad, a little embarrassed, but I think he really appreciated it because it's something that his mom would do if she was still around. So, uh, all good and fun, but boy, what a, what a what a funny addition for a little brunch action on Sunday. It was great with all the groomsmen. Uh, great group of guys. Can't wait to uh, see all these pictures that come up. And you know what? The bridesmaids, you're all great girls too. It was it was nice getting to know you all, and I hope to see you at more Scotto functions in the future. But I think that's it for me tonight, guys. This was a, a longer podcast, but you know what? With so much that was going on, I think this was uh, a, you know very focused on the wedding, but 
I'm very happy to focus on a whole episode for them. <coughs> so be good, Scotto family. I will be seeing you shortly. And you know what? You're not you're not getting rid of the Jake. If uh, especially if I'm the wedding MVP, right? I don't know what qualifies me to be the MVP, but I heard three people kind of kind of lean that way. Three people that were kind of part of it. So I'm gonna be grilling Meg next time for it. So hey, anyway. Check out the Jake episode 31 next week where I will recap a special uh, a special weekend coming up. This is going to be another fun weekend. November is a fun time. So we're going to have a lot going on this next week. And that one I will certainly have guests on as well for. Uh, special shout out. Happy 21st birthday. Sean McGuire. Another fan of the podcast. Youngest brainy cousin. He's finally 21. Finally gets to have his first beer. This is a fantastic moment for him. And, you know, and hey, you know, man, I, I will see you soon. You know, this is, we're not too far away from Christmas. So shout out to Sean. First beer is on me. And you know what? Thank you all for listening to The Jake. Episode 31 is coming next week. This has been episode 30, the Scotto Hit the Lotto, Scotto Wedding Weekend episode. Take care, everyone.